Hey yo, it's episode 51 of the 20 by 20 podcast. And I'm your host, Nathan McFly with Mr. Scheist. SM Dose. NLP Dangerously. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. 51 fellas, fellas, one week away from the Yo, nah, it's hard to cut you off, but shout out to the nation of Dominique. Hey! There we go, there we go, there we go. That was good. Was that fast enough for you, Shane? Because he was about to say it. That was something. That's a cutting out talk just to get it in because, God forbid, I fucking let two minutes pass by. Chase is already ready to shout out the nation of domination. What's going on, fellas? We're a week away, bro. A week away from one year. One year doing this. We 51 episodes straight in this, man. Yo, what have you done 51 weeks straight? <laughs> Nothing, probably. Watch a lot of wrestling, bro. I've consumed a lot of <laughs> wrestling. Because of this fucking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but I think we've just been consuming the same amount without even doing the work. But now, putting the work in for this shit. Yeah, 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 man. It shows, man. It shows. We out here, man. We grinding, baby. What do you guys think, bro? Shice, talk to me. Feels great. 51 episodes. We're ready for another 51. <laughs> Woodrow, talk to me. Uh, yeah, some too. I think it's a great thing that we're at 51 episodes. <laughs> Going on 52. Nah. <laughs> we're doing a good thing here, man. And we're just growing and we're trying to, you know, continue this going. So Spice things up a little. Definitely Knotts has been at the helm of this. Driving the car. Making sure that we're doing what we need to do for 51 weeks straight. So shout to Nathan for that. Word. Oh, thank you, my Big friend. Big round of yeah. applause. Big <laughs> thank round of applause you, thank you. Appreciate that. But, um, we got a lot to talk about. I mean, there's a lot of new things going on within Raw, SmackDown. Uh, a lot of changes to the shakeup that was going down. CM Punk returning at an indie show. Ambrose talking about he ain't wrestling no more. I mean, we got a lot to talk about. But uh, let's get straight into Dean Ambrose. So this past weekend on Sunday, they had, uh, I guess, what would be the last match of the Shield. It was the Shield, which was Dean Ambrose, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins versus Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre, and Baron Corbin. Uh, before that whole thing got together, they were talk they were talking to the Shield, and Dean Ambrose basically put it out there saying that like he's, you know, he doesn't like everybody putting words in his mouth. He doesn't like everybody trying to, you know, just basically. You know, speculating, speculate and talk his narrative. He just said, like, yo, listen, I'm doing what I want to do, and it has nothing. Basically, he said it has nothing to do with wrestling. A lot, a lot of people backstage they speculated. A, a lot of people talking within the internet saying that he's not doing anything with wrestling at the moment. He's just living his life. He's just being Ambrose. So Jonathan, good. Wouldn't something <laughs> like that make you feel like he's probably still with the WWE? He's just taking time out. And then eventually he's going to return. You know, like... Because wrestlers used to do that all the time. I mean, I... I yeah, yeah, take a little time off. But they were doing something else. He's talking about just living. Like, he just wants to be happy within himself. Yeah, he's probably just, you know, not happy. And 
Yeah. But it's been it's been heard. It's been heard like, you know, about stuff he was saying that he wasn't happy with his character the way he was going. And he thought when he came back off an of injury that he was gonna be able to display more of himself within his character how he did being a CZW. When he was there, like he he was really that, that psychopath that I guess the WWE wanted at the moment. He kind of went a little a little too far left for them. And he just wasn't feeling it. And if he's not feeling it right now, I, I, I'm i actually happy that he's not going to go about and just sign a contract just for money. Because obviously money is not the situation here. He just wants to be happy with himself. A little and Hill reference here? Yeah, yeah. You know, like, he doesn't have to just be out there, be on the camera. You know what I'm saying? That's true. That's true, And man. try to get that spotlight just to do it. Like, if he's not happy, he's just not happy. So I, I give him I give him props for doing that, man. He probably left a whole lot of a whole lot of M's on the table. He's probably not happy because he wanted to bring the shield back for the forty seventh time, and they was like, "Bro, can't do it, can't do it." Nah, man. If, if it would the first time when they got when they got it back together, if nothing would have happened, if Roman Reigns would have gotten sick and all this other stuff, mm-hmm. would have been great. You know for saying? sure. But what if? Let's say Roman Reigns didn't get sick. Would Dean Ambrose still would have left? Would he have stayed? I think he like, would have stayed because maybe they had something. Maybe they had something going forward with those three. Because at that moment, none of them was really holding titles. No, Roman Reigns just got his title. There. He had the I no Roman Reigns. I think had the IC title. No, he just well, he, he the one the belt. He, 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 he just belt. won the belt, the big boy belt, and then they oh, when he had to drop it and give it back okay. to Brock. They just gave it right back to Brock, like here. <laughs> no, our bad. No gauntlet, no nothing. They're just like here, Brock. You're holding our, it again. <laughs> yeah, we'll just bad, give bro. you a couple of million dollars and just take the belt. Don't worry about it. We're mm-hmm. good. Come back whenever you want. Hey, yeah, you're good. You're good. It's fine. Well, for, for, oh, what? two, two, three months from now. All right, great. But like, but, look, honestly though, I feel like it's gonna end up being what I predicted before with Dean Ambrose. He's gonna go away, just like Wood said. But he's going to come back and jump ship to ship. Go to Raw, SmackDown, just fuck people up. Be the lunatic, like how they got Lars going berserk on people. Yeah. But he could make Dean Ambrose just be a lunatic. One quick attack and bounce. Mm. They're like, what is he doing here? Why is he attacking Elias? Why is he beating up on Finn? Like, you don't know if he's heel, face, you know? Shout to Elias. Word. 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 Very talented, Shout out man. to Elias. The fucking... Uh, Big catch that they got in SmackDown. <laughs> the acquisition. The big acquisition. Yeah. But um, all right. So enough for that, I guess. So it's been reported that WWE was not planning to have the Backlash pay per view event. It was supposed to be scheduled for June sixteenth, but with their Saudi Arabia show being June seventh, which was the week before that, they're thinking having a pay per view event. With the name Backlash, which is, you know, kind of like coincide with what's going on there. Because they're going to have a crazy amount of Backlash, once again, for even throwing shows at Saudi Arabia, like just like last time. But now they're saying that they're going to do it after the Saudi Arabia event on the 23rd. This is something that all of us talked about last year. Mm-hmm. When... It was just like pay-per-view crazy for like two months. It was like within a two-month span, there was like five different shows. And it's like, how do you even work up to those shows? And they're supposed to be big shows. Like, where are the storylines going to come? Where are they going to intertwine? And we've seen that it kind of like really fucked up the story, man. 
really fucked up what we were seeing because we didn't know if this was going to keep on going or if it's going to go this way. I, I don't know. I just feel like they shouldn't have backlash. What do you think? You think they shouldn't? Have. They shouldn't. Because to be honest, they're not going to get, they're, they're not going to cancel the Saudi Arabia show. It's too much money on that table for that shit. Well, and I, I, they're I not going to cancel it. I would mix that backlash pay-per-view name into that Saudi Arabia show. Why? <laughs> Just because you're getting backlash from it. But that's what well, they don't want. They don't want the bad. They don't want the bad publicity. They don't want the backlash. Any exactly. <laughs> Saudi Arabia's backlash. <laughs> Who doesn't want the publicity? The company. Any I don't think they want it. Publicity is good publicity. Bro. Yeah, facts. They've already got the publicity. Like we're talking about it. Fucking backlash right now. Honestly, I don't feel like they should have it though. Like they shouldn't have it on the fact that we saw what happens when you cluster up too many shows amongst yeah. two months. Well, it's a clusterfuck. Yeah, you end up having clusterfuck stories where shit's going on, but it doesn't add up with what happened on the last show, and it's like skipping what happened on the main show, Raw or SmackDown. It's like, yo, what's going and on? And then it's here, the bro? same. And then it's the same matches on every show. Yeah. So it's like just because you did it in Saudi Arabia it doesn't mean that you could do it on the on the show out here in the states, like, and they're still gonna do shit like that. Well, there's, yeah, there is a lot of money in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, they got a hundred million dollar contract. With to do 10 shows so it's like 10 mil a show really yeah interesting over like how long of a period just I, I don't know how long of a period it is but this would be the, the third, third show, show hmm. that they're doing they got seven more to go so if they did two I, I would say within five years I'm guessing five years do two shows two shows a year that is a lot of money it's a lot of money and then it's a lot of connects with you know the high the, you know the high people out there, bro. The Prince and the Kings and all that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Saudi Arabia is known to be flying out entertainers yeah. to perform in like a king's living room yeah. for like $10 million. Look, look what they did with, with, with 50 back in the day. I know a shorty that they got paid to go to Saudi Arabia and they treated her very well out there. So I'm sure they also did it a little dirty out there too. Very, very filthy. Yeah, very filthy. Let's very just nasty. keep that. Yeah, let's just keep that very nasty, nasty conversation at that. <laughs> but Saudi Arabia is, you know, has a lot of people doing nasty things out there. WWE probably knows they shouldn't be doing shows out there, and they still doing it. They're the doing it's the money, the greed, the greed, man. Yeah, but what about the fans? Like, what about the people that like wrestling out there, and? You know, want to see this? No, yeah, because I, and, for and, for a and long have time, nothing to do with what's going on in the politic world. Yeah, and you know, they're just like regular people like we are. Well, for a long time, they didn't have sports entertainment out there. Like, like you, you couldn't even go see a movie. You know what I mean? And and now, uh, I guess like you know, the new regime that's there now, the new prince that he's trying to shake stuff up and, like, bring money to the country within sports entertainment. Shake that's it up. Where, yeah. That's where, you know, WWE comes into play now. But, I mean, it, it's just, you know, the whole backlash off, off of all that stuff that happened last year with that reporter. And, I mean, they're just going to hear it. They're going to keep on hearing it, and they don't care because they already got paid at the end of the day. I remember once upon a time when it was going out to the Middle East. And yeah. But they were going to, like, see the troops, you yeah, know, like, yeah. during, during war and stuff during like Gulf that. During War and all that, yeah. Not turning tricks in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> but, uh, it's just my opinion. 
Well, another thing that popped up on the web is uh, the return of CM Punk. So CM Punk reportedly returned to an indie show in Chicago as a masked wrestler. Did the GTS, which looked a little, little iffy and flimsy. I don't know, like that whole thing when I when I saw it on video. He he ran to the ring really really slow. It was like a power walk to the ring. Got into the ring really slowly. Looked around like it. It didn't look real. Got to do it, and you saw that like it was just like a whack ass GTS he hit on the guy, and then got out the ring really slowly. It was supposed to be fast, but he got out slow. Yeah. And it looked like he skipped out the ring. That shit looked beyond ass, bro. Saying, what do you expect? You in a, in a Catholic school gym, probably. And he was at at a Knights of Columbus. Oops, look at that! You had a Knights of Columbus with these amateurs. <laughs> what do you want? This guy, this guy ain't the rock receiving the the. the no, movie. but still, it just it, it it looked whack. Like so, why do it? Yeah, why do it? Cause guess what? It's gonna get on social media. Money. I mean, he probably got like you know money. it's a small little you know Chicago local you know independent yeah. thing, and he's got some ties with them from back then. So why not? You know, All show right. a little love to them. I mean, they the don't only, know it's me, but they know it's me. The <laughs> only reason why we know yeah, exactly the only reason why we know it's him is because of the whole hoodie he was wearing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had they had a picture with him and a fan from earlier in the day. It could have been it could have been Lucci Lorenz. Oof, Lucci everywhere. Lucci yeah. everywhere, baby. Lucy everywhere. Everybody know that sky blue mask. <laughs> Everybody know. But maybe he changed it for the black mask. You know? Who knows? <laughs> but um, supposedly this is not the first time he's done this. That he done it back in 2015. I can't remember the name of the company he did it for. But it was supposed to be filmed for a documentary that Cole Cabana was doing. And because of all the legal issues with CM Punk and Cabana, Cabana had to take that out. And I don't know if you guys remember all the legal issues. It was because he went on Cole Cabana's podcast show and talked about WWE in a negative way, especially for one doctor in Pacific. Uh, I think his name is Chris Amen. And he was talking about him, how like he would have him go to the ring. He had like this big cyst on his back and everything. He's like, oh, everything is cool. Don't worry about it. Or it was something else where he had prescribed him all these pain medications he couldn't feel anything he crapped himself in the in, in the ring on on a on a tape in a smackdown so the doctor basically sued him and Cole Cabana for four million dollars he didn't win that lawsuit but within that lawsuit uh CM Punk told Cole Cabana that he was gonna pay all his legal issues and don't worry about it he had everything in writing for that and that's where they kind of fell off with everything because he didn't pay for none of his shit and Cole Cabana stole his money. To me, CM Punk seems like a fucking dick. Were you really into him as a wrestler when he was out there? Yeah, he was entertaining. Yeah? Yeah. He was a good heel. He was a good heel with his straight edge, you know? I don't know. I wasn't really into him that much, man. I mean, he had he had he had a couple of good moments, of course, like that pipe bomb situation, yeah. him wearing the Austin shirt when he did it. Um, like you said, like you know, him with the Straight Edge Society, him with uh, AJ Lee was. I uh, no no that was actually that was Dolph Ziggler, sorry, but uh, 
just just like him with AJ Lee though is a good catch right there. That's a oh yeah. Um, the the feud he had with Jeff Hardy where he called Jeff Hardy out for being like a druggie and stuff like that. Yeah. Off the straight edge shit was was dope, but like never really got into him. Oh, I never really got into him. But you know, hopefully this this comes into something because in MMA he fucking sucks. Well, he that's why he's commentating. He knows he sucks. He fucking sucks, bro. Like, he, he's lost to people that's never had a fight or had, like, 13 amateur fights. They go and fight CM Punk, and they knock him out in, like, eight, 18 seconds. Might as well go back to pro wrestling, bro. And not Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar at least won a title in, in UFC. Word. You know what I mean? Not everybody's Brock. Yeah, everybody wants or to Bobby be Brock. Or Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley, too. Bobby Lashley could yeah, be better great, than Brock. Great fighter for Bell- Bellator. That could be a discussion on another day. Yeah, and, and this yeah. guy, too. Uh, what's his name? Oh man! Oh, Matt Riddle. We the people. We the oh, people. Oh, Jack. Oh, he just Jack got Swagger. into it. Yeah, yeah. He, he won his first fight. He won it in the first round. Word. Squash dude. Yeah. So uh, after that, let's see. They have some changes into the shakeup that happened last week on Raw and SmackDown. So we got Alistair Black, Zelina Vega, and Andrade moving back to SmackDown Live, with Cesaro going to. Monday Night Raw. Now, they're saying that Fox had told WWE that they were kind of concerned about not having a Latino presence on SmackDown. And SmackDown's going to be on Fox. Since Fox has Fox Deportes and all that other stuff, they want to be able to, you know, exploit any Latinos they can within the WWE. And that's just a bunch of gringos with beards. Wrestling in the ring. Basically. You know what I mean? And they, they're saying that they have big plans for Almas wherever he goes. I think with this, that this is going to be set in stone. They have him. They have Zelina Vega there. And they're great together. Like, even when he talks in English, he still has, like, a hard accent. But he has, like, a deep voice. So it just sounds like a fucking, like, a, a typical, you know, a, a typical bad guy from another country. You know what I mean? Yeah. Foreigner? A typical foreigner. <laughs> typical foreigner from another country talking his shit and actually making making good by it. They just need to strap a bell on him and let him go, bro. Mm-hmm. Give him think? the U.S. title. Well, he's not going to be the U.S. title. Oh, yeah. He'll be the IC exactly. title, if anything. Yeah, he'll be in the IC. He's good, though. So I can definitely see that. Yeah, definitely. What do you think, Shice? Yeah, you already know. This guy's... Like the shirt that you're wearing right now. Yeah. He's a... Uh, for real. You know so what I mean? He comes from a, a crew that wrestles and are dope in this wrestling fucking society. So, I love that. Yeah, I, I think... I really like the move. A lot of people didn't like the fact that they were moved back and forth and said that they didn't get any type of uh, explanation for this shit. But it, the explanation is proof in the pudding, bro. He's with... Charlotte Flair, who they came yes, out sir. during, uh, they came out with the relationship public during uh, WrestleMania weekend. And supposedly they said that in WWE they try to keep anybody that's engaged or married together. So it brought up the speculation that they're, you know, at least engaged at the moment because they've been they've been dating for a while. This is nothing new to everybody else, but then now they're saying that people in WWE including Ric Flair, are not happy with this because they think that Charlotte Flair is moving too quick. 
Mm. <clears throat> That's because he's Spanish. You think? <laughs> I think it's because he wanted Dolph Ziggler to beat that. I don't know. He wanted Dolph Ziggler to beat that. He, he, he's, he's such a big fan of Dolph Ziggler, Ric Flair. It's not even funny. He's a third-rate Ric Flair. Because you got Ric Flair, and then you got little Ric Flair. Little Nate. <laughs> little Nate. <laughs> and then you got Dolph Ziggler. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. What's his name? Chris Robinson, the, the, yeah, the referee? The referee. Yes, yes. Definitely. <laughs> but I think that's cool that, you know, the WWE actually keeps them together. Because if you're going to keep them separate, they're not going to see each other no more. Shit going to happen. Somebody fucking somebody. Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying it's good to build off of that. You know, if mm-hmm. it's real, you could build off of that. Yeah, definitely. If that you could give, be a nice storyline. Yeah, exactly. You give him the gold, you give her, her the gold, they end up, end up making it like a royalty type of thing. You know what I mean? That'd be awesome. Yeah, straight stun on everybody. That'd be awesome. And just run SmackDown, bro. Yeah. That'd be sick. That'd be sick. I, you know what? That's one person I wouldn't mind taking the belt off Kofi. Yet, if if they know, but if they promote him right, not right now. It's too early. If they promote him right, going into the next couple of months, I think that would be nice. You know what I mean? That would be awesome. So you know, like Zelina Vega also with uh, Alistair Black, so they got to keep them together. They just got married. Uh, another thing. Now I just want to get into a little bit on Raw. And one of the shakeups on Raw was Cesaro moving to Mondays. So Cesaro is there as a singles competitor. People were kind of like fucked over. Like, like why? why? What the fuck? But it's like, Sheamus, nobody knows when he's going to be back. He's injured. Mm-hmm. People didn't even know that he was going to make it to WrestleMania because of his spinal stenosis. For real. That he's suffering from right now. I don't even know how the hell he's still in the ring doing what he does. Because he... One wrong move, wrong, wrong bump, he could go and be paralyzed. paralyzed. His back is broken? Yo. Spinal. What, what did Mike Tyson said? <laughs> is it spinal? I broke my back. <laughs> the doctor says it's spinal. <laughs> you mean you broke your back? Uh-huh. What he said, I need a back. I need a back. Spinal. Like, back he added me. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> spinal. Uh, <laughs> spinal. It's spinal. It's spinal. Yeah. Yo, dude. Oh, but, like, I don't know how he's doing that stuff. Like, yo, they said that they were very surprised that he made it to Mania. So, I don't know if he's coming back. There's really no timetable for him. But for Cesaro, you got to do something with him. Put him over to the next brand. Build him up. <laughs> let him get a new look. Why not? Like, I, I don't understand how this is not, you know. How they don't see it. Yeah, like, what the fuck are you mad about? You know what I'm saying? I broke my back. <laughs> what do you mean by that? You broke my back that. is broken. What uh, a vertebrae or, or what portion? Spinal. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but seeing honestly seeing Cesaro back in the singles, like it round, looks good, man. It looks, it looks good because he, he's he's phenomenal in the ring, bro. I thought it was dope seeing him against Cedric. You never seen him against Cedric, so it was that good was a good seeing. match. It was, it was fresh. It was real it was dope. Fresh. I was glad that he actually got the the W over him on the fact that with him in the bar... They, wasn't feeling that. I know you wasn't. You told me about it earlier. And yet, I still don't believe you. Because, uh, well, you yeah, you told me earlier. I, I'm going to let you explain it. But I feel like Cesaro <laughs> deserves this W because with the bar, he kept losing with against the Usos, New Day, you know. Even against Kofi by, by himself, they lost. 
So he needed a W. He had enough L's. You never know when Sheamus is going to come back. So you need somebody to stand by. All right, but my my thinking was you have Cedric Alexander, somebody that you're hyping through vignettes and everything, have his first match on Raw and then lose to Cesaro. I, I understand like what you said, that he's been losing with the bar. But it's not like he's never won with the bar. Yeah. He's a five-time tag team champion with Cesaro. Like, he could take a L easier than Cedric Alexander. Cedric Alexander needed a big win in order to start building himself within, you know, the Raw roster. No, I, I feel like, honestly, like, with this loss against Cesaro, he showed, he showed out. Him and Cesaro no, showed they out had a, that match. They had a good match. So, and that's, match. Not even, that's not even half of what they could do in the ring. You feel me? So you know this is going to be something that they're going to kind of extend for a while. You feel me? It's okay. going to be sprinkled here and there. We'll see him and Cesaro meet again. This time Cedric will win. Third time Cesaro will win. And then they'll have like a, a, a rubber match or something. But it's going to end up, these matches are going to end up meeting this time. You feel me? Like, and especially with Cesaro, you need somebody to build off like that. All right, all right. Uh, another surprising thing that happened on Raw was them presenting the new Bray Wyatt. Mm. <clears throat> that shit was fire. Yo, fire, fire. I mean, when I saw this, I, I from the from the beginning, I thought it was unique. Just like the whole uh, Firefly Funhouse thing, I thought that was dope. And at first, it seemed like he was coming back as a face, a good guy, you know? Like, oh, all right, all right, cool, cool. You know, I could see Bray Wyatt as, you know, as a face. But then there was just other other things there that made it seem like, all right, you know, he's still going to be a heel. He's just going to be like a different type of heel. One of those heel face, like, yo, you don't know if you should cheer him or boo him. Because the, the things that I seen were... They were still dark was when he had the gloves. And mm. one glove said hurt, the other said heal. And then another thing was him talking to himself during the promo. Where he, he, he like picked up like an imaginary cell phone and started talking to him. Like he didn't hear really what he was saying. And then you have the two puppets. Which I think that I, I think was like a homage to his old self. Where the, the witch buzzers. was named Abby. Ab Sister Abigail, the the buzzer was named Mercy. I feel like Mercy is kind of like a a a, a old day to what the gimmick was really was, which was Waylon Mercy, yeah. the Waylon Mercy gimmick that they did back in the nineties. He he also had like you know the tropical shirt with the white pants, just like how Bray Wyatt first came into. Yeah, he had the cross on the middle of his forehead. Exactly, like he had like that, you know, had he that, was crazy, that dude. yeah, that fo- that followship mentality, what, that, yo, I, that I, Jim Jones shit. I don't mean to cut you off, but when Bray Wyatt first came out, Waylon Mercy was the first person I thought of. I was like, yo, yeah, this is a gimmick that's happened before. Yep, Bane last. It was like mad, like weird. For they, the fans. they didn't know People what to were, do with like, it. Like the fans didn't even know how to react to it back then. They didn't know what now to do it's with different. it. But he did his thing with it. Yeah, he ran. And, with and it. this character, so this is like this is two good characters that I've seen Bray Wyatt do. But this was like a real sick, sinister. It was like creepy as fuck. Yeah. But it's like it can be good. Like it could be like that can be a crazy, like unique character. And I haven't even seen a character in the... Everybody's just good wrestlers. This guy is... He's a great wrestler, and he has a beard. Like, that's all... 
Like there's yo, no gimmicks. The there's no yo because I, I'm from the gimmick era. Right? <laughs> like I need some of that. Yeah, but that that's what brings that's what brings light to to the to the show. Like if you have people living a gimmick or just you know portraying something that they're really not like it. He was that, like that's a, how that's how we all became fans. He was like a mixture of Freddy Krueger and Mr. Rogers. Mm. Oh, that was good. 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 Like he just like I I when I when I first watched it I was expecting it to be like corny because as soon as I saw it I saw like you the, saw, you the thumbnail blues. and I was like yeah I was like <laughs> but then when he once he got into character I was like and he destroyed his Yo, own this, self. This could yeah, be like, but with a chainsaw like really. You know, re- really villain type, like this, out of out of all things. This could be good. He- this could be interesting. And then the fact, because that initial character, the initial Bray Wyatt character, was was unique too. Yeah, yeah it was. It was definitely unique. And so it's like, I, I, this dude, like, we should give him some love. We should we should give him Why some not? right now. Like he's doing his thing. I wonder, it's different, man. It's just it's different, bro. I just nobody's wonder, doing anything like that. Yeah, nobody is. Nobody is. I just wonder though. Is he still gonna give us cryptic promos? Yeah, he's, doing, he gonna it, be he's doing it through Twitter. Oh yeah, he's yeah. Still doing he it on said Twitter? he said something about like he wishes that people would have seen everything that he had uh, for what for what was shown. But you know, we're just gonna we're just gonna kill it and keep it moving. So it has people thinking like, oh damn, was this whole like whole thing with Bray Wyatt and this in this new gimmick is it dead already? Is he gonna come back how he was before? Yeah. Like they, like no, nobody knows what's going on. But the thing is, this as of Tuesday morning, it was the eleventh most watched thing on YouTube. It was already at nine hundred thousand plus hits on YouTube by Tuesday. That's crazy. Everybody's That's crazy. intrigued by this, and everybody wants to see what the hell is going on. 800,000 views. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, man, I mean, it's it's something everybody is really intrigued with, and it's gonna, people are gonna keep a close eye on it. Because everybody wants to see what the fuck is going on. It's just like when Matt Hardy came out with the broken shit. Nobody knew what the fuck it was, everybody was really confused by it. Until it just like kept on unraveling for everybody to understand it later on. Yeah, and then he gave us the classic uh, final deletion. Oh man, amazing shit, amazing shit. Another thing that happened on Raw, we got a name change once again. The Viking Experience is not known as the Viking <laughs> Experience anymore. Wait, 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 wait. So what? What was once known as War Raiders, are now known as Viking experience, but now it's X'd out. Yeah, it is known as the Viking Raiders. Mm, wow, Viking Raiders. Didn't we discuss this before? <laughs> you know, like, yo, did, we could have done so many other names with Viking. It's like two football like, teams in one. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, but this sounds a lot better. Oh, a they, lot better. It sounds like a, a village is gonna get pillaged <laughs> any second now. Here comes the Viking Raiders. <laughs> Yo, listen. They, oh, it sounds like too much going on. The Viking Raiders is yeah. it's just a little too much. Yeah, the Viking Raiders. Well, they're doing a little too much in their matches. They haven't really won a match. They're just like beating people senseless, even after the bell rings. So then they are actually losing the match. But 
With that being said, the Usos came out. I, yo, not for nothing, the Usos are the best people on the mic in WWE. Yeah. My guys are texting? Pure fire. Pure fire. Styles P and Jada. Styles P and Jada of the WWE. Yes, Pure fire. Reason why I said that is because they came out, you know, they did their shtick, you know, like, hey, you know, this is the Uso, blah, 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 blah. But then they start running down the tag teams like, yo, we, we just came to Raw to, like, really own shit. Because we already we already own SmackDown. We already took took everybody out over there. We're coming over here. So they start naming tags and bang, 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 bang. The Revival come out. Right? Oh, wait, hold on. Before the Revival comes out, they actually poked a joke at one another. The Usos. And then he's like, because I, I, I forgot what tag team was talking about. He's like, yeah, yeah, you know, he's like, because we don't want nobody drinking and driving. And then he looks at his brother. He looks at his brother uh, Jimmy, and Jimmy's oh, like, oh, shit. Really, bro? Really? <laughs> <laughs> really? That's crazy. <laughs> but, yo, it was it was a great moment in their, in their, um, in their promo. So then, good way to poke fun at such a fucking fucked up act. <laughs> but uh, then the revival come out and talk about how like Raw is basically their yard and they're the best tag team on Raw. They gave Uso all the. They like they said yeah yeah you guys are good you guys are the best over there but we the best over here. So I, while they're saying all that, <laughs> Jimmy and Jay Uso they're like sleeping on each other and like. And they're like, yo, guys, we're talking to you. And they're like, oh, he's like, yo, I just had a dream. I had a dream that, and they look like, these two niggas over here was talking about that they're the best. The reason why I thought that was funny is because how some people actually think that the revival are boring. So boring that they fell asleep during their promo. They're part of the promo. So it's like a lot of real life things coming about. Because everybody knows that the revival are great in the ring. They're just like a classic tag team. They, they, everybody compares them to like Arn and Tully Blanchard, like a classic tag team. The Usos are what's hot now. They do, they, they're phenomenal in the ring. Not, not that they do moves that are like up to date or whatever it is. They're just phenomenal. I think having those two together, those two dynamics, is gonna make for a great feud. What are your thoughts, Shais? <clears throat> You know I'm already going to say it's not going to be a great feud because I think the Revival sucks. <laughs> and that's just me. I told you they were boring. That, that, that old, if it was AJ Styles and AJ Styles versus the old, Usos, it was well, good, right? of course, obviously. But if that that old style, when you compare them to that Arn Anderson and Blanchard. Tully Blanchard, yeah, yeah. like, do you really want to see that now? I don't want to see that. But they're good in the ring. Yeah, and it's they're, different from what we they, usually they, have. They have great matches in the ring. They're mediocre, bro. They ain't mediocre? good. Mediocre? Yeah, they ain't good. Wow. Yo, who's, who's whack in the ring? Them Tell me somebody dudes. who's whack, though. FTR. Like, come on, man. Like, everybody's... <laughs> Fuck the revival? Fuck the revival. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, who's a bad wrestler? Like, it's... Who's bad? Oh, man. Come on. What does that mean? I mean, because I can't picture, like, the Revivals being, like, terrible wrestlers. Because I it's can't... It's not that they're terrible wrestlers. To if me, they're, they're on more, that like, roster. boring wrestlers. It's not something... It's like baseball. I can't just sit there and watch it. It's, you know, it's interesting to some people, but that's, like... It's interesting to me, I, damn it. I, to me, it's boring. I just can't sit there all day and just watch. 
<laughs> it's like that. To be honest, I when you watch I feel the like Usos, it's like an NBA game. It's you know, <laughs> you're you're up to pace. Like you know, it's fast. Everything is good. You know, like the moves are great. It's not like a like my friend over here, LP Danger. He says a game of catch. It's boring. <laughs> I don't know. There's a couple of people that are not that good. I mean, just to me, what I think. You know, but I, I feel like the Revival are good, man. They put on great matches, especially when they were in NXT. They put on phenomenal matches over there, bro. And they haven't really gotten a chance when they got up to the main roster to actually be with, like, yeah, top uh, tag teams to put on a good match. What? Give me three good matches that they had. In NXT? Period. Well, the match that they had with American Alpha was fun, was fucking dope. Now that was at one of the NXT Takeover shows. The match they had with uh, was it um, Acom and what, what what are the names? Um, AOP. AOP, yeah. The match they had with AOP was fucking dope. The revival against uh, uh um DIY. DIY, holy shit! That two out of three, that, that shit dope. was dope, bro. That was crazy. That was crazy. That was a good match. That's yo, three. The, the, the thing... Yo, to this day, that's the first time I ever heard, like, yo, these are some great matches. And we talking about some, like... <laughs> well, they we just got pretty about, hyped about it. We nah, talking yeah, about like, them, like, constantly. Do you know, you know why that was the first time? Because that was never, the first time you asked the fucking but, question. But never have we been like, yo, like, that match was great before. No, no, when we talk about, about them, matches, the tag team, these dudes never get mentioned. Never get mentioned. But no, when we talk we, about them, when we usually talk about them, it's the way they're using them. It's like, yo, why? We never talk about their matches, like, individually, yeah. like, what they had. We yeah. never talked about that. So you're bugging not right now, dude. Not individually, but, like... You're well, bugging right but now. As a team, we don't sit here and have conversations of how good these guys are. Well, we're having it right now. All right. I just said the past one. All right. We're having it right now, he so said, I don't know. Said the pass, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus oh, man. Lord, man. Oh, it is what it is. That was funny. That was funny. Anyways, Jesus, man, I can't, can't do it. That's just a revival fan. Yeah, Clearly. obviously. Clearly. He likes the old school style. Obviously. And then Shice Shy, just became a Kofi fan, right? All right, whatever. Shice just became a Kofi fan. Anyways, yo. Nas is acting aggressively right now Ooh. because... Nah. Aggressive Nas is coming out. Nah, nah, hold on. Address that, though. <laughs> you a Kofi fan? Yo, I'm, I'm happy for I'm, him. I'm, 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 happy, I'm, for him. I'm <laughs> happy for him. I hope it lasts. <laughs> oh man, sarcasm all through the voice. But anyways, SmackDown Live, man. We're gonna have fucking Becky versus Charlotte for like the eighth time, bro, on a pay per view event. When I seen Bailey come out, I thought I was like, all right, you know what? They're actually gonna do something with her. They moved over to SmackDown. New, new, fresh start. Like you know, like, like you know. Mark her way over to the top and get to Becky. She fucking loses to Charlotte. Her, her and Charlotte fought. Um, Charlotte and Becky, they fought eight times on a major pay-per-view already. Within the past year. Really? That's nasty. Yo, isn't Becky supposed to fight twice in that pay-per-view? Yeah, she's fighting uh, Charlotte Flair and she's fighting Lacey Evans for the Raw, for the Raw Women's title. She's going to do a double duty at Oh, at so that. Charlotte Flair number two. Yeah, basically. Oh, That's what there said. you go, yeah. They're saying that Vince loves blondes, so I don't know. Yeah, I could see the trend. Sable. <laughs> <laughs> but 
but, but, I, I, but, but he I, likes chocolate titties. <laughs> <laughs> but I could see her losing to Charlotte. I could see Becky losing to Charlotte. Giving, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Giving Charlotte That's the belt, and then I can see uh, Charlotte going, having a feud with uh, Bailey. Bailey? Yeah. I, I just feel like that, that loss kind of hurt Bailey, man. Because she came in with strong, talking about how Becky never beat her. And she's beating Charlotte for the title. So, like, what's up? Why she ain't? Why she's not a part of the conversation? Then she loses, and it's like, this is why, motherfucker. This is why you're not a part of the conversation. Facts. That's fucked up, bro. Like, how are how you going to you gonna break her? Like, they say break them down to build them back up. I don't know if that works. Man. Everybody loses, man. I don't know if that works. Everybody loses. The only one that hasn't lost is Mayweather. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Money Making Mayweather. But, uh, Shice, what do you think? It's whatever. It's whatever. He's like, I, I, don't want, I don't want nothing to do with this conversation at the moment. He's like, can you please move it forward? <laughs> I, I don't know where they're going with it. Like... What's the point of it? I, I don't know where they're going with it. I think they're gonna keep it um, <laughs> as, as far as <laughs> yeah. Mr. Is like yo, they needed. I don't know where they're going, but they're probably going to the kitchen. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh wow! Uh, not good. Not cool. Not cool. Or is that like horn? Like. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. This is where Woodrow goes, cut that out. <laughs> cut that part out. Damn. You need to cut that out. <laughs> but uh, we also got Kevin Owens turning on the new date. Everybody's seen that, right? Everybody's seen that happening. Yeah, we saw that. Though. He was a little too happy. I know we kept on saying like it looked like him. With uh with the young bucks, you know, doing um what was it? The young bucks. No, no, but they had they had a name um Mount Rushmore. Mount Rushmore. Oh yeah. So I I, I kind of liked man. it to be honest with you, like him with with the new day it it looked you know it was something new and, and it felt it felt cool. But it, it Kofi seemed... needs that that first person to like really really feud with while he has a championship, and I think Kevin Owens is the perfect person. Yo, he seemed comfortable being himself around the new yeah. day and shit like being stupid and shit like that that's what made it fun but we all knew it wasn't gonna last nah it like, wasn't gonna last. last but I kinda thought it might last just because of the way they were building him back up to come back into the come back into the fall how he was like a family man and all this other shit mm. but then he just like basically went back to the to the old Kevin Owens you know what I mean but I like I said I think he's a great great uh, heel in order to face Kofi Kingston because Kofi Kingston needs like a really good win before losing that belt man and like it, it's inevitable you already know he's gonna lose it you just don't know to who but then you see Roman Reigns come to SmackDown like oh he's losing to that nigga he's losing that trash <laughs> <laughs> he's losing that he beat cancer he's losing yeah. that. Shays, what do you thought? Of, what do you thought about that? Honestly, I think he could be a good heel and put Kofi to the limit. Put him over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. But the way he first came out with this whole Kevin Owens show, I wasn't feeling it. Or you wasn't feeling him as a as a face. Like you didn't you didn't like him as a good guy. Yeah, like 
This guy is like a champion. You know, he what is he the uh, the second Universal Champion? I think Finn Balor was the first, right? Yeah, Finn Balor was the first. Then it was Brock. Then it was... Was it Brock? Oh, no, uh, Kevin Owens. No, Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens, Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens. Yeah. yeah. So, like, he's been there, like... And to treat him like that again once he comes back, I don't know, man. But maybe the, the, these matches coming up with Kofi could could give him light again. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It'll give him light on this, you know, on, on the fact that he's chasing the gold. So then you're going to see him around again when Roman gets the gold, you know? Once Roman gets the gold from Kofi, which is inevitable, we'll see Kevin Owens show up. That's that's whack, you know, because we, we say it's inevitable that Roman's going to get the gold. It's like automatic. We already know, like, that's why he's there because they weren't going to give it to him while he was in Raw because of Seth. Word. So that's why they sent him to SmackDown for SmackDown to get that belt. I stand by my word. WrestleMania, they're going to title for title. Mm. Honestly, yo, (laughs) it would be so lit if they end up letting Kofi beat Roman when they first go around for the title. Like, Roman, like, he, like, almost comes through with it, and then at that short moment, he, he... he just can't get it. He just can't get the gold. Not from Kofi. Kofi wins somehow. We'll see, man. Because if that's going to be the case, just a title for title match, they, they have to hold it for one a of the good, big pay-per-view events. A good storyline for Kofi would be once Big E come back, he turns heel. Goes for that belt. Kofi beats him. Good I'm see. tired of New Day. You tired of the New Day? Yeah, you know, like as a as a group. They as should, a team? Yeah, they should give Kofi his own lane. And maybe keep the other two, you know, as a team. But I just feel like if they do that, it's all going to come back together. But turning on Kofi. Yeah. It's going to all come back together. One, uh, eventually. Eventually, yeah. End. Exactly. So we have, we already got, um, whatchamacallit, we got a couple of matches for Money in the Bank. We got AJ Styles versus Seth Rollins which I feel like is a little too early for. And we got Roman Reigns versus Elias, Becky versus Evans, and Becky versus Charlotte. Out of those four matches, what else? What other match do you see happening for Money in the Bank? Can you repeat the list again? We got AJ Styles, Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, Elias, Becky and Evans, and Becky and Charlotte. But do you see any other matches being inserted into the into the card? Hold on, she's fighting Elias both. Will, yeah, she's doing double duty that match. I mean that that pay per view event. She's bro. opening. You said Elias versus that. Roman. Yeah, but that that we knew it was gonna happen because of everything that's been happening on SmackDown between them two and uh, the McMahons. Like I, I I see also like we were just talking about it earlier. I see the revival versus the Usos. I can see maybe one of them, like, it'll be, like, a, a number one contender match. I could see Asuka and uh, maybe and Carrie Ann. Oh, Kyrie Sane. Asuka and Kyrie Sane versus uh, the Iconics. Yeah, I think probably I okay. see that happening. All right. Uh, I don't know, man. It, 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 there's really not many stories coming around to, like, try to see what's going on. Probably Finn versus Andrade for the IC Championship. And Samoa Joe versus Braun Strowman for the U.S. 
because they got a little beef going on. But are you excited for AJ versus Rollins? I'm pretty sure it's going to be a great match. No doubt about it. But I'm not happy that they put AJ Styles in that match right now so quickly. Knowing that AJ Styles is a better wrestler. Knowing that we know he could beat him. So to go in there now. And, and just, he's going to lose. And he's going to lose. It's very disappointing to me. But like you're already going into the match disappointed. Yeah, like, of course, because we know he's not going to win. What if he does win? Nah, I, I doubt they're going to get they're gonna cheat stuff like that. I doubt it. So they're going to give Seth the clean win over AJ? Of course. Mm. Oof. Maybe not the clean win, get but... Tristeza. That's it's disappointing, bro. Maybe they go with the uh, low blow storyline again. You should have went. Yeah, you, you should have went with the like the dudes you mentioned, um, Drew McIntyre. They should have went with him. They should have went with. Uh, that, that's what I think. Either Drew or Corbin, man. They should have been the first people to 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 go against Seth because I feel like that match with him and AJ that could have been held down already. Yeah. AJ could have won the Money in the Bank. He could have been in that match and won the fucking uh, the briefcase. But now what I'm thinking is is that Drew McIntyre might win that briefcase. Wait, so mm. who's in the money in the bank? Nobody. It hasn't been said. None of the wrestles have been said for the ladder matches. But this is just me speculating, thinking on my own. I hate it. You know who I think is going to win the money in the bank? Who? Wyatt. Wyatt? He's just going to come out of yep. nowhere and win that? Ooh. Hot take, hot take, hot take. That's got to be different. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely going to be different. So the past three days, we've been getting these video promos on Instagram from Big Kaz, Enzo, and Tama. So Kaz started out, he was going straight at the Briscoes and just basically talking about how their hillbilly status ain't going to really make them no money. That if they fuck with Enzo and Kaz and they do a match with them, they could probably get out of their chicken farm and all this other shit. Going at them. Get chicken farm. <laughs> Same craziness. And then Enzo was talking about how basically they're being blackballed by the, the locker room in ROH in New Japan. So Tama comes out saying like, yo, you ain't getting blackballed. I'm going to let you know. It's me. I told him not to fuck with you. I told him not to fuck with you. Within that whole video, he tagged Enzo on that, which was great. That was fire. Because mm -hmm. the other side of things, they ain't tagging nobody. They just talking. Mm -hmm. Think it's a skip? They're just throwing subs, no directs. Yo, that ass. Facts. If it is, if it is, this is great. Because everybody gets at Kaz and Enzo for not being great ring ring workers, but I feel like they're and they just become Bullet Club. Their, their character... That'd be crazy. Oh, that'd be nuts. That'd be but crazy. I just feel like their character and the way they, they present themselves, it kind of, like, overshadows some of their flaws in the ring. Just like with Enzo. Like, Enzo was a two-time Cruiserweight champion just because of him being him. Him being him. Listen. Yeah. They got Girl. in there. They got in there knowing somebody put them on right now. Yeah. You know? So, something's up. Well, they're saying now that they're not tied, nor do they have any contracts with any of those two organizations being ROH and New Japan. 
and they're not they're not scheduled for any shows whatsoever. They're just basically roaming around as as they say free agents. But this seems a little too fixed, like you were saying earlier. You know what I mean? Like with these three, you know, these three going around talking they shit, doing they thing, like, and they're doing it with no filter. They're saying what they want to say. Is it for real or is it not? I think they're gonna end up going to ROH. Um, having that New Japan venture as well, yeah. but more towards ROH, like Marty Scroll, and and then doing the whole Bullet Club from there as well. I think that they're gonna partnership with with Tama, and probably wipe out these hillbillies. Uh, as Bristol's, yeah, it's a pretty good angle. That is, that is good. I mean, that that'll be dope because you know Tama's talking the most shit. You know what I mean? He's talking the bullshit to, to Enzo and Kaz. And for him to just go around and then make them Bullet Club. I mean, it's all what Bullet Club is. Bullet Club is a, is a group of gaijings, meaning foreigners. Yep. From the west side of things. You know what I mean? So it could be something that, that could be fruitful for them. They could have their, their people in ROH the way they used to have with the Young Bucks. You know? But let's see what happens, you know. Let's see if it goes down that way. Another thing in the news in the news circle was Bret Hart being added to Starcast. Starcast, yeah. So he's gonna be add added into a panel with him and Tom McGee. If you don't know who this guy is, this guy was supposedly the person that Vince McMahon wanted to be the next Hulk Hogan. So they had this match. And Bret Hart, everybody says it to this day, Bret Hart made him look like a million bucks. That because of Bret Hart is the reason why Vince McMahon thought Tom McGee was that good. Mm-hmm. And then when he went into the other matches, he was just... Terrible. Terrible. He was the drizzling shits, as they say. The drizzling shits. Yeah. So, I started thinking, Undertaker and Kurt Angle pulled out of StarCast. Because of their newly signed contracts with WWE. And with those... Jesus Christ, bro. Yo, my phone be bugging out sometimes, bro. Yo, sometimes... <laughs> yo, sometimes I'll just play a podcast. You're and such I a fucking liar. Yo, I swear to everything I love. <laughs> I swear guy, bro. to the rest of Jesus. Yo, I'm not lying. Sometimes it does that. Holy shit. This is fucking amazing, I don't bro. update my phone. I don't update my phone. <laughs> With them two pulling out, like I was saying, right? Pulling out of StarCast. (laughs) Out of the StarCast podcast event that they're having in Las Vegas. How do you feel about them pulling out? (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, what's his name? Um, Conrad Thompson. He was talking about how, because he's the one that that created everything. So he was talking about how he was going to be, you know, actually giving money back for any damages and, you know, a suitable replacement. So he tried to go get Shawn Michaels. Mm. And they were and Shawn Michaels declined. declined. He declined saying, you know, like, you know, it's too closely, you know, I guess in parallels to the AEW event for that for that weekend. Yeah. So he declined. Because they wanted to do a panel with him and Razor Ramon. Because it was the 25-year anniversary of their ladder match in WrestleMania 10. The first ladder match ever. So what? What? what no, not not the first one ever. 
first one ever was with Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah, man. So, what did WWE do? They did their own little thing on the WWE Network with Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon looking back on the match and, and talking about it. Crazy, right? Yeah. They just took the idea. So now, I'm thinking, is Bret Hart the suitable replacement or is he just doing it on his own? I think Probably he's a good replacement. Yeah, suitable replacement, bro. I mean, that's something that everybody's been talking about the past, like, two months is the match with him and Tom McGee since it's been available on YouTube. Yeah. And, you know, it's just a, a lot of things going on within the re the wrestling community, the circle, that that's all they're talking about. They're talking about this match, and then now everybody's talking about how is Bret Hart really the GOAT? Like, they, they're just talking about it from a in-ring standpoint, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know? And I think it's going to be a great fucking uh, panel, bro. They're going to show the match. They're going to have these two there, and they're going to talk about it. But he's not really the GOAT, though. But he's up there. Who's the GOAT to you? It's Hollywood. Hollywood? Facts. <laughs> Why is Hollywood the GOAT? Who's the GOAT to you? I'm asking. I just asked you a question, bro. I'm Matt Johnson. <laughs> Coco, beware. <laughs> yeah, you should have kept that going. <laughs> Kofi. Oh, the goat of all goats, Kofi. Man. He frisbees pancakes. He's good. Oh man. I've transitioned with Hulk Hogan from a from a youngin. Yeah. To a, to a medium youngin, <laughs> you know, to an old, uh, a young man, as you can say, from when he was a youngin he, man. Um, he was yellow and red, right? Yeah. Yellow and red to the black and yep. white. And then once we got that certain age, we started seeing Hogan going heel. Yeah. As so did we. You know, in a sense. Uh, rebellious acts. <laughs> we went heal with life. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, like I, I follow him all my life. Pause. So I feel like he's the goat. He set fucking steps for other wrestlers that you know. <laughs> you right. He's definitely the goat. I mean, he's the one that started it all, right? That, yeah. that, he didn't start professional wrestling, but he, he brought it to the mainstream. You but know? he spray-painted the belt. Once he did that, it was over. Like, honestly, once he did that, <laughs> he I was started, like, all right, He I'm started good. whipping you in your back. With the, with the, yeah. the weightlifting belt. Yeah. <laughs> what else you want? How do you feel about the Tom McGee and uh, Brohart having the panel? Oh, it's going to be dope, man. I mean, it's something that everybody's been talking about and nobody's really heard from the two people that were part of the match. So, you do, you know, you're going to hear some gems and... I want to hear Tom McGee's angle. Yeah. I want to hear who's like the GOAT from your, from your side of the things. Me, the GOAT? Yeah. Damn, yeah, bro, to be honest, it's a tie. But I don't know where to go with it. You know what I'm saying? Because with both... With both wrestlers, I was such a fucking fanatic about. Okay, so uh, who are the wrestlers? Bret Hart and Steve Austin. Okay. How about you, LP Dangerously? Doink the clown. <laughs> I have seen it coming. Yeah, I would. Uh, Matt Barnes, though. Matt Barnes? Matt Barnes. The first doink. The first doink. The other one says trash. They never lived up. 
don't know, it's just me. I mean, not, not, like I said, man, I'm not going to take anything away from Hogan. Because of Hogan and Macho Man is, what I, is the reason why I got into this. But as I got older and really, really started watching it cra- crazy, it was it was Bret Hart and Austin, bro. Like Austin, Austin like had a, a rebirth. He was he was thanks Steve to, Williams. At thanks first. to Hogan and oh, whatever they were doing on that side that made them do that. Uh, thanks, well, thanks to Bret Hart for having that match with him, bro. At WrestleMania 13. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, about Bret Hart. Please. <laughs> Hogan's definitely the GOAT, though. Because, like Shai said, the yellow and red to the black no, and yellow, white. Yellow and red was amazing. A great heel. Like, a great heel. Like, the air guitar spray-painted on the belt. The whole swag, bro. SMD. Dude brought Rodman SMD. out. SMD. <laughs> word. He brought Rodman out. He went up to his old lady and threatened to hit her. Yeah. Yo, word. And then the old lady came back. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? What kind of heel does that? He's great. He's great. Oh, man. And then, you know, when you was young, you just eat your vitamins, say your prayers. And you, and you took that. You took man. that in stride, bro. Like, good stuff, man. But, uh, guys, next week, like I said in the beginning of the pod, next week is the, our one-year anniversary of this podcast. 52. 52, the big five two. So we're going to come at you next week with our one-year anniversary episode. Not going to tell you what's going to go on. We'll see what happens. It's going to be a lot of good stuff. But we're going to be here. I'm your host, Nathan McFly with... Mr. Scheist. SM2. And LP Dangerously. And we out. Peace.
silk the shock of rock, I guess he murder mortals. Yeah. I'm a giant nigga standing on my shoulder. Gave these niggas game, now they throwing shade. I'm a folks, trips, blood, renegades. Got respect dripping from a nigga name. Yeah. Finna load the seat, sickers in the gauge. Drugs loaded in me when I hit the stage. Yeah. I'm a folks, trips, blood, renegades. Got respect dripping from a nigga name. Nigga, what? Yeah. Yeah. I'm a folks, trips, blood, renegades. Got respect dripping from a nigga name. Nigga, what?